Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Glowing Weak Point. I'm John, he's Wombat, and what's his glowing weak point? My glowing weak point this week, John, is classic Doctor Who. It's it's that old... Uh, uh, <laughs> I've started watching Doctor Who from the very beginning, and let me tell you, the black and white shit, it's old. <laughs> It's it's very old. It's really it old. Feels it feels old. Oh yeah, like every every single episode, there are multiple like like production errors and shit because it's like first take, last take, out the door. We're going. We're gone. <laughs> yeah. William Hartnell will, will like fumble over his lines multiple times in an episode. We can't refilm that. We can't. No. No. Uh, there's a there's a, a spinning door in a wall, and you can see a stage hand clearly pushing the door. We can't reshoot <laughs> that scene. <laughs> no, no, we can't. <laughs> we uh. film we film classic Doctor Who like L. Ron Hubbard wrote his books. First draft, last draft. <laughs> yep. You, you finish it. And then you're done. Like, right. As, as, as long as you can get to the end, you're golden. <laughs> but there's still there's still really good things going on in that show. Um, there's also really, really bad and boring things. And um, I don't understand the obsession that I see online sometimes with, like, Susan Foreman as a character. Because Susan is the least interesting of the original main <laughs> cast. Uh, most of her scenes, they don't know how to write a teenage girl in the 60s. Yeah, no. No, they don't. So she ends up just crying or shrieking most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it's specifically like teenage women because Barbara, they get right. They, they get Barbara like really right a lot of the time. And she has... She has, like, interesting subplots within the stories, especially in, like, the Aztecs, where she has to learn how to not, like, fuck around with history, because it's never going to work. Mm -hmm. But Susan doesn't get that shit. She, the closest she got was in the Censorites, where, where she was almost able to, like, become a little bit independent from the Doctor, and then the Doctor's like, uh, no you don't, and she becomes just... An extension of him again. <laughs> okay. It's, so Su Susan, Susan's a bummer. The rest of the show is really good. Um, Ian Chesterton is the best of the 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 original main cast. Uh, okay. Yeah, and a lot of that comes down to William Russell as an actor. He's just really good. Yeah. So you're you're still in uh, the. William Hartnell era? Yeah, I just finished season one. Okay. I I have not seen a whole lot of the original, the classic Doctor Who. I've, I've seen one or two serials from uh, William Hartnell, but mostly I've watched John Pertwee and Tom Baker. Um, I've um, also seen a lot of John Pertwee. The third Doctor is, like, one of my favorites. But I yeah, also haven't seen a lot of the later ones, like, between him and and the revival so yeah no i it was it was funny 
when I first started watching Doctor Who, it was with the Ninth Doctor, and like Same. so many of our age, uh, <laughs> and Christopher Eccleston is great. I, oh, he was, and he did not get as much of a chance as he needed to. Um, uh, apparently, they he, didn't treat him well on set. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so like loved christopher eccleston loved david tennant was like well i need more of this Tennant so is my favorite <laughs> oh i mean it's, it's impossible to beat david tennant yeah it, um, it kind of is just because of how much it feels like he put a lot of just himself into that character yeah and <laughs> i i guess it's it's a little unfair to the others in that he got longer to do it like, he was in there for five years, from 2005 to 2010, whereas everyone else has just gotten, like, three or four years since. The standard is, um, like, three or four years. Yeah. But, I mean, he did still only get, like, three seasons. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, while he was there longer, I also picked up Doctor Who, like after he, his time had already ended like pretty much right same. after it ended it ended yeah same <laughs> um so it's not like well, i was living well, with him as the doctor for that amount of time so i think i picked it up before like i think i might have seen the end of him as it came out but that's like i it was not much before then that i picked it up right um, but yeah, then I was like, man, I want more of this. So I want to go back to, you know, see the whole host of the other doctors. I mean, we're at 10. I haven't seen eight of them. Uh, <laughs> and I'll never see the eighth doctor because that, that didn't happen. Um, uh, so apparently, um, like, like Doctor Who has this the the like like big finish audio drama things, and Paul yes. McGann has done a lot for that. Yes, yes. And he, he I'm did interested the, the in one, one day movie. going to that. Mm -hmm. He did the one movie, and then he did a fuckload of audio stuff. Right. Like, <laughs> but uh, it seems it seems like he really loves being the eighth Doctor. And yeah. so, like, one day when I'm fully caught up on everything, I might make my way over to the audio dramas. Yeah. So. Um. So I wanted to go back and see the classic stuff, and the only thing I could find free online was a few John Pertwee things. And so I watched him and was like, I love him. Like, he's, he's so different yes. than the other doctors I'm familiar with. But... I, I love him. <laughs> the The early uh, doctors have a lot of the like actual scientist in them, and John Pertwee yes. especially. Yes, like um, John Pertwee spends a lot of time in the unit laboratory, just like doing yes. science shit. <laughs> it's fantastic, is what it, it is. is. And it's really uh, interesting too because John Pertwee doesn't even get to use the TARDIS for like more than half the time that he's the doctor uh-huh <laughs> like it, it's it's non-operational he has to figure out how to turn it on <laughs> um so 
I've actually this is this is completely separate from this. This is we're we're off on a tangent, a Doctor Who tangent, and that we is are. fine. I did we, that we intentionally have, because we have nothing to talk about for the rest of this we episode. Have barely started this, but uh it was like two weeks ago. I watched a Doctor Who movie. Yeah. I watched Doctor Who and the Daleks. I don't know. You this. familiar with that? No. It it stars Peter Cushing as Doctor Who. Wait, uh, is this the joke Ro- movie they made a while ago? It's not a joke. It's very serious. It's not a comedy. But yes, it it is it is Peter Cushing as the Doctor, the first Doctor. Uh, Roberta Tovey as Susan, Jenny Linden as Barbara, and Roy Castle as Ian. And it's, it's, they have a TARDIS, and they go and they find Daleks, and... Oh no, this isn't what I'm thinking of. What the is thals. It is weird. Uh, first of all... Uh, Wait, the it's doctor... from 1965? Why didn't they just get the original cast? <laughs> uh, because this was... Uh... Oh, it... No? I was gonna say this wasn't produced by the BBC, but it was still. Um, I have no idea. Like, they were all still the correct age. Like, it's not like yeah. today where William Russell's like 95. Yeah. Yeah, ancient. He he looks crazy old. Um, but yeah, like Doctor Cushing's a f- or Peter Cushing, Doctor Cushing, Peter Cushing is a fantastic actor, and he is. He's really weird in this because <laughs> they they uh, I guess they they portray the Doctor. A lot like the William Hartnell one, in that he's an old, old man. But in this, he is a doddering old man. Like, he's... Like, senile, and... (laughs) I'm gonna say, that's not actually far from how William Hartnell is sometimes. Especially in the first couple stories in Unearthly Child and the Daleks. Um, Yeah. He spends a lot of time just being, like, sick and dying. (laughs) And and just... And also just fucking around. For no reason. Yeah. Um... Wait. I'm looking at the cast list on IMDb. Is this just a movie version of the serial The Daleks? But they recast everyone? No, because they... These are characters that are in the... Aladon is the main Thal character from the Dalek serial. Tamosis is the leader of the Thals. Uh, Ganatus and Antidus are two major, like, brother characters among the Thals. Dianai is, like, the only woman who's ever given a name. She does fucking nothing. Uh, <laughs> like, like, it's just the characters from the Daleks. Like, like the second uh, okay, story of Doctor so- Who. The, the story is based off of it, but I can't imagine that they're... Okay, so first of all, uh, the Doctor is human. All of the characters are human. Well, in um, 1965, I don't think they'd established yet that he was, um, like, like, 
different than the people he was traveling around with. Susan and Barbara are both his granddaughters, and Ian is just Barbara's boyfriend. What? Also, Ian is a joke of a character. How dare they? <laughs> he Ian is just the biggest joke of a human being. Um why? What 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 does he do? <laughs> oh, he stumbles on things. He uh gets lost and trapped and things. Because in the show proper, um, Ian is who they get to, like, do any combat that ever needs doing. And to, to carry Ian, out the more physical parts of plans. They get into the TARDIS, and, like, Ian trips over something, and then accidentally turns on the TARDIS, and they end up somewhere else. Oh like, my god. Like, that's the, the whole thing. It's, he is a bumbling fool. Um, he's he's the Mickey of this this movie. Yes! He is, he is the Ricky of this movie. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then it has a sequel that I haven't seen yet. Daleks Invasion Earth 2150 AD. What? Oh my god, which, what? Which stars it has a 5. Peter 5.9 on IMDb. It, it stars Peter Cushing again, uh, and Roberta Tovey as Susan, and then the other characters are just random people oh you know what this is this is an adaptation of the second dalek story revolution of the daleks actually it's based off of the dalek invasion of earth that's what i meant that's what i meant yeah yeah it's Um, the uh the second serial of the second season it's also the one where susan will leave us forever and i can finally be rid of her Wait, wait, Susan leaves at that point? Yeah, Susan leaves at the end of the Dalek invasion of Earth. Okay. Yeah. Until she comes back for the five doctors. Because I, I, I have watched some of these serials like a few years ago, and the Dalek invasion of Earth was one of the ones that I, I was able to see. So mm-hmm. I, I do remember that she's gone after that point. Weirdly enough, her teachers continue to be parts of members of the cast, though. <laughs> Until, like, near the end of the season. That's weird. It doesn't have George or David or whatever his name is that she runs off with. Falls in love and runs off with. Also, I'm looking at IMDb for uh, Invasion Earth 2150, and Ian is not yeah. listed as a character. No, he's not. Neither Barbara nor Ian are in that movie. Oh, shit. You're right. Barbara's not here either. What the fuck? Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Why did they do this? Uh, Why is there a Wikipedia page for list of companions in Doctor Who spinoffs? What? (laughs) (laughs) What does that mean? I don't know. Can you link it to me? I need to see this. <laughs> this is this is great audio, by that... the way. We're doing... <laughs> yeah, fantastic audio <laughs> podcast right now. Um, so yeah, I, I need to see the sequel to that because um, the first one was crap. Uh, they're both crap. They, they both got riff tracks done of them. 
uh, fully deserved. Uh, and, and that's actually how we watched it is we just watched the riff tracks version because, you know, it's all still in there and, right. uh, riff tracks is great. Um, but yeah. So I'm just going to go ahead and move on to my glowing weak point. Yeah, this is um, weird. I don't even, I don't even. <laughs> okay. So some of this is for, uh, the big finish stuff. Some of this is like okay. companion specific to Big Finish. Okay. Yeah. I imagine that's what a lot of it will be. And then like some of the comics and uh like novelizations and stuff. So, okay. Less uh, less weird than I thought it would be. <laughs> so, this week I took a bunch of hours of my life to redo all of the cards in my game and uh, oh right how's that coming along we haven't had an update in a while it's done i i finished redoing all of them and they're back up ready to be printed again although i am going to do another online play test before that happens so yeah it was it was just a lot of good getting that done um especially since one of the the things i needed to do was redesign the rules in a different format so that it's uh, there's more more to read <laughs> more right. room for words okay and uh and that i did that and it looks fantastic now so yeah mostly mostly just uh happy that i got stuff done that was uh, really needed to get done so that's yeah. good mm-hmm. congratulations Thank you. Um, Was that the glowing weak point? Yeah. Okay. What, did you want more? No, I was just making sure, because I totally forgot that the Doctor Who thing was just... (laughs) It it was just an extended conversation about my glowing weak point. Yes. (laughs) Uh. Alright, let's talk about the news. What little of it I was able to get for today, because... Video game news is in short supply, and I'm not interested in much of it anyway. I mean, it's, it is so hard to be a video game news site, or, like, that's that's why so many articles on, on, like, Polygon and Kotaku and that shit are just fluff. Right. Be- because you're entirely up to the whim of developers to release things like like if if developers just don't release news for you this one week you're fucked and the summer's really Um, bad because it's kind of like a dead zone for game releases and stuff yeah you you've got nothing and then you've got e3 and you've got so much news for one week and then just nothing again nothing again (laughs) yeah so it's like work 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 or just don't have anything to work with then work your brains out for like a week and a half and then you're back to scrambling to find anything to do yeah i i used to do a gaming news podcast uh a while back and it was so hard finding news to to pull out that was actually interesting and 
meaningful. Yeah, I can't imagine um, doing like like such a focused thing for for yeah. game stuff and for anything really games unless you're doing like a uh how did this get made podcast type podcast where you're just like doing a deep dive into a single a single game but even then even then they stretch that out to an hour by doing like other bits and shit yeah i mean you you kind of have to do all of that together you kind of have to have like a gaming podcast where you talk about gaming news and when you can't find any you get a game developer or a voice actor or an artist or something to come in and and you interview them but to do things like this you have to already be established right that's why we don't have guests because we don't know anybody (laughs) the only people that could do that are like if Kotaku made a podcast or like rooster rooster teeth can do that hey hey kotaku i will do a podcast with you (laughs) 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 yeah like it's you, you you have to be established in order to get those people and also like you're still scrambling every time to drag anything you can together to make the content. And when I was doing a gaming news podcast, it wasn't just gaming news. We'd also talk about, like, science news and space news and, like, all different things just to fill out the time. And it was a stretch every Yeah, I mean, a couple of mine here are also not even about video games. It's just, what was Kotaku talking about today? Because they also (laughs) couldn't focus on video games. Yes. Yes, (laughs) correct. Uh. So, with that, let's jump into it. And for the first time, I think, ever, I'm going to actually read these as I've written them out here. So. Okay. The three best Persona games will be playable for the cheapest price ever, John. So, Guess who's not gonna play it? <laughs> so, it, so um, th- these are actually coming to all kinds of uh, um, fucking systems. It's coming to Steam and PlayStation Five and Xbox, but also specifically Xbox Game Pass. Um, yeah, and it's Persona Three Portable, which is the version of Persona Three that lets you pick a female main character. Um, Persona 4 Golden, which is just a better version of Persona 4 with a little more story thrown in at the end. And then Persona 5 Royal, which is basically a completely different game from Persona 5. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Like, they added a whole other game on top of Persona 5. (laughs) Yeah. And that's what Royal is. Um... So the, since they're all coming on Game Pass, uh, I assume that means they're going to be free on Game Pass when they come out, which means you're just paying that ten dollars. Probably. Uh, yeah, I would imagine so. Right. So um, that so yeah, that's going to be the cheapest they've ever Pass. been. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and that's all, within the next year. Steam and ps5 but not the switch like i mean that makes sense to me because the switch um uh, these games are huge 
and the Switch has yeah. problems with big games. Like, if you go and look at, like, the Witcher 3 port for Switch, um, the graphics had to be lowered, like, way down in order for it to run properly, like, at all. Uh, all right, so I don't I don't fully... I, I've got very little experience with Persona because I don't give a flying fuck about it. But I know that... Some of it is visual novel like. Yes. And and some of it is 3D action RPG-ish. Yeah. Um turn-based but RPG, the wi- but Okay, see, that's even better. Uh The Witcher 3 is an open action RPG, non-turn-based where you have the world to explore. Yeah. And and so the world's always there. So, like, even you, you've got to have so much memory in the background, keeping track of where you are and as uh, all the land in front of you as far as your eyes can see. And also have it there for a quick swap when you turn any direction so that you can pull out that ground, too. Yes. And the enemies that are there. Whereas, while... Persona might be a very, very long game with lots of stuff in it. You don't have to have a lot of that in active memory. In fact, you don't have to have practically any of that in active memory. And that's why I don't think it's an active memory issue. I think it's just a full, like, I think it's just the size of the file. I think that's the issue. Well, I mean... Because... There is just so there are so many different maps and stuff in the Persona games. There's uh, like like different places you can be all like fully um, like detailed, and all of the characters everywhere are animated, and like it, it, fucking NPCs have twelve lines of dialogue to them, you know, and and s- supporting characters have hundreds of lines of dialogue and and main main characters have just and it's all almost all of it is like fully voiced (laughs) yeah but that's that's not a reason why the game would run poorly that like i don't think it's a run poorly kind of thing i think it's just uh why'd you bring up witcher (laughs) no i'm saying i don't think the 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 size of the file can fit onto like a fucking um cartridge and if uh, i i think they I mean, would want not, to do a cartridge every... for the switch i don't know i mean they're for doing the persona it on game games pass, so they they don't give a shit if they're doing it on game pass so uh, I, just... I and and loads loads of games are available on the switch for download only so that's I mean, true i i Listen, I don't, I don't know. know. Why they wouldn't I'm just trying to find a reason why this could be, and that's the best I can come up with. And it's not a good one. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> hey, I mean, so tell that to Atlas. Netflix has uh, shown off that there's the new sequel to Castlevania is gonna exist. Yep. Because we we knew that it was probably going to, but you know aren't sure until they actually show us and it's gonna be richter and they put out like a 45 second teaser trailer that's just richter belmont 
facing away from the camera while lines of dialogue play, and then he looks mm-hmm. over his shoulder at you, and it does a close-up, mm-hmm. and then that's the trailer. Really um, yep. low-budget shit. <laughs> well, I'd rather they pour their budget into making this anime as awesome as the last one. Yeah. And I'm excited for the fact that we're definitely getting Alucard again because Richter was only there for two games and barely in the second one because (laughs) it was Symphony of the Night and that's all Alucard. Yeah. So. What a good Belmont to pick, though. Richter Richter is one of the more memorable Belmonts. Yeah. I, I feel like iconic Belmonts are Richter, Simon, and um, what's his name from the last one? Trevor. Trevor, thank you. Yeah, like I, that's... I, I feel like those are the four memorable ones. Simon, three. just because he was... Yeah, thank you. Three. Uh, just because he's... He's the iconic first. Iconic for Castlevania. Yeah, like, <laughs> like his games weren't good. But, but they made four of them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they made that. They made that story four times, so, yeah. so you kind of know who Simon is. I'm I'm kind of curious if they made another one after this. Soma. Do you think they would go with? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Would it? Would they go Simon because they've got so much to pull from, or would they go Soma? I because... think they would go Soma, just because more people like that era of Castlevania than, like, the really old shit when Simon was relevant. Yeah. Uh, But, like, if if they don't do Soma, then they will do Simon. But I think it'll be Soma if they do another one. Those those really are the only two choices. Yeah. That are just, like, a straight-up, like, like just Alucard one, where it's, like, Symphony of the Night. I mean, but I, I feel like they're going to do Symphony of the Night with this. Because Trevor's so? was more than one game. Yeah, he was also, um, yeah. they mentioned it down here, uh, Rondo of Blood. Yeah, like like they did all of the games Trevor was in. Um, and, you know, that's that's fantastic. Yeah. I, I think that they're going to do the same thing here. Is they're going to do like a first season or first two seasons with... Um, uh, whatever his game was rondo of blood yeah thank you with with rondo of blood and then and then they'll do a, a season or two of symphony of the night or two yeah where he kind of becomes more of a supporting character while alucard steps into the main character role yeah and honestly they could they weren't exact following the games for the last ones well no you would have that... to not and that was completely fine. And this, I, I think they could add Richter a lot more back into it. Um, yeah. Make him more of like, like like dual protagonist type character. Yeah. I mean, there's there's so many things that they could do and all of them are good. So, yeah. Uh, looking forward to that. Um, in some good news... Uh, on on the back of that good news, um, I guess the Microsoft pressure has finally gotten to Blizzard. 
they have finally agreed to recognize and work with Raven Software QA's union. Yay! Yeah. Now, there are... There are some issues here. Mainly that we don't know, like, how good faith any of this conversation with them is going to be. Uh, all yeah. they've said so far is that they will recognize them and talk to them. So... Yeah. And... And like you said, it is definitely 100% a case of, like, Phil Spencer said that we're going to recognize that union. And so Activision Blizzard is like, well, I guess we should jump on that, like, probably. (laughs) We're we're just looking bad here. It's going to happen eventually. We're just, you know, shooting ourselves in the foot. Right. Um, And honestly, they're kind of shooting, like, the, the... the C-suite are absolutely shooting themselves in the foot by not following in line with what Microsoft does because Microsoft's paying them to get the fuck out and you want your thing to look as good as possible so you get paid the most. Right. <laughs> like, you you want to increase your value as much as possible before I mean, you like, sell Bobby it. Kotick gets, like, a billion dollars no matter what happens, but the rest yeah. of them probably don't get that much yeah so so they might uh, be a little invested in making this look as good as possible yeah also in a follow-up to that uh bioware's qa contractors have unanimously voted to unionize making them making canada's first first video game union yep which is good for canada yeah like, like uh, Activision Blizzard, like, the Raven Software Union is going to be a flashpoint, I think, for video game, like, the video game industry as a whole. Uh, I think it's starting in QA, because QA tends to get treated the worst, and then it's going to spread out to the rest of the studios. And yeah. I think over the next couple, couple years to, like, five years... We're going to see more of a unionization effort within video games. And, like, this is definitely, like, a, 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 like a follow-up to what Raven Software was doing. So, there's, there's a couple of, I guess, more worrisome things about this. So, first of all, um... Canada has very strict union laws, so... I'd uh, imagine. Keyword, yeah. Keyword they are studios. just a giant oil company, so... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the there's no breaking this union. However, this is a third-party company um, that is... Yeah, like, they were contracted uh, now, out to BioWare. They weren't... Yeah. Yeah, so they're they're not even really connected to EA and BioWare. They're I mean like they've worked with them, but they aren't at all a part of them. So it's possible that if if they don't want to deal with it, well, it's probable that EA's just going to go, "Nah, screw this. I'll find someone else." Because EA's a bunch of shitheads. But Right. It's still a union in Canada which is probably going to snowball. And uh, hopefully Ubisoft will uh, get caught up in that, considering Ubisoft is, 
mostly in Canada and Montreal. Yeah. And then uh, maybe we can get some changes there and we don't have to talk about how shit of a company is. Just how shit their games are. And then maybe this will even go out to uh, other, like, industries and stuff and Canada and the United States can just become more union-friendly in general. Yeah. Speaking of other companies that have shitty... uh, Oh, I need to read this. (laughs) C-Suite. Alex Kipman, creator of Connect, leaves Microsoft after broadcasting VR porn to a room full of colleagues and also touched women in ways they didn't like, in case you thought Microsoft was cool. Yeah, so I I read this to find out, because it's it's definitely a very scandalous headline. It is, and I I do feel like they were, like Kotaku's in particular, kind of, didn't do it correctly the headline yeah i i mean it it's definitely a very very harsh headline and i don't want to minimize the fact that alex kipman is a dirtbag like let's let's just get that out there at the beginning because he is man it's good that he's gone <laughs> and but, he's he's also not gone for another two months because he's he's training his replacement or whatever. Although, do you really need a replacement of the dude who made Connect? Right, and the thing that fucking almost hollow, killed Xbox. <laughs> yeah, then then moved on to the Hollow Lens, which is also worthless. Right, um, but but just to push back a little bit on what's what's. It says the VR porn was him testing out VR and he put on a uh, pillow fight video. Now, it was an overtly sexual pillow fight video. I was about to say, it does say it was overtly sexualized. And it's it's gross. Again, I don't want to minimize the fact that he is a gross dirtbag. Like, that shouldn't have been a thing in a professional setting. That shouldn't have been but, what we ch- test VR with. No. Uh, but I, I feel like calling it VR porn is disingenuous. <laughs> I mean, um, it, I guess it's just it's, difficult it's, to tell without actually seeing what he put up there. Yeah. Um, like, it does It does then, sound like, like at, be- at, at or at worst, rather, like, softcore. Like, like, yeah. So, but that is still porn. So. It is, but I don't think when you say, um, I saw my boss watching porn at work or, or reading porn at work, you don't think of them looking through a magazine at the uh, swimsuit edition. You think of them like flipping through like a bunch of porn. <laughs> like, yeah, like, like, like jacking off to Playboys. Yeah, the fact that I can say that shows that there's a difference. <laughs> um,. <laughs> So, like, yes, it is porn, but there's levels of that, and you can't just say porn when you mean softcore. It's all gross in business. It's all wrong. He's still bad. (laughs) But come on, you don't have to make him worse than he already is. He's the guy who made Connect. Like, it just doesn't make for a punchy headline. No. is, Is the thing. Um,. And then, um, so, like, 
when you say that you touch women in ways they don't like in this I mean, that instance, is just a factual statement yeah yeah it is, <laughs> it, is but it, it makes the mind wander to what's actually like Ooh, how did that happen? But see, I um, feel like it only makes the mind wander because all of the other people who have done way worse shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yes, but we live in a world where all of them are doing worse shit. Yeah. So, like, you've gotta you gotta account for that. Um he was giving women back rubs that they didn't want. Uh and they asked him to stop and he wouldn't. Again. Again. He is a dirtbag. This is not okay. It's gross. It's disgusting. Like, it's but, the start of worse behavior. Like, this is oh, where yeah. the really fucking gross shit starts. It always starts yeah. as something like a, a shoulder rub that you don't stop. And then all of a sudden, your hand is slipping down the front of her shirt, you know? Yeah. That's... Yeah. No, like, it's 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 just a single step away from turning into um, uh, Activision Blizzard. Like, yeah. <laughs> So he does I, need to be gone if he's doing this shit. Agreed. <laughs> but I, I I will agree that, yes, it is not... It, this is scandalous, but it is not as scandalous as uh, reported. Yeah. In the headline, at least. Yeah. Alright, we got some anime news. Um, well, manga news. Yeah, I guess. So, last year, uh, Berserk creator Kentaro Mira died, and it kind of left the continuation of the Berserk manga kind of up in the air. It, it, he died while he was in the middle of writing a, a, an arc, like, it wasn't even between, like, sec sec yeah. sections or anything. So, uh, it's... The... Shit, what's the studio? I don't know. I don't Studio Gaga, this. it says. Um, they're going to... They've decided to continue writing uh, Berserk with uh, his... like what, Described as his best friend, Koji Mori, writing it now. Um, and Koji Mori has been like Kentaro Miura's friend for like 30 years and they've had lots of conversations about where Miura intended to take the story and stuff. Um, yeah. And so it's just going to be credited as original work by Kentaro Miura and supervised by Koji Mori. Okay. Yeah. But that means that uh, Berserk won't be ending and people can actually like see the end one day to this like thing that has been kind of iconic for the past 30 years yeah it's it's definitely been around and made a name for itself yeah um so it's good that it's not just going to end in the middle like i i think this is a good thing it, it, it remains to be seen how how he does like following up Mira's work, but I think it's yeah. good. And you added something here. I did. So uh Bethesda's gonna make another buggy game. And and this time it's Fallout in Space. Well, I mean that's just like taken for red. Bethesda makes a game, you can just insert the word buggy before game. Yes, correct. 
<laughs> and uh, and also, it's you can just take it that it's going to be one of their prior games in space, and you can really pick any of their games because any of them all they're all the same. Yeah, I mean they're Every basically one of them. They're basically like Ubisoft for RPGs. Like uh, their games are always yeah. the same. <laughs> yep. Yes, they are. <laughs> like there, there's nothing substantially different between Fallout Three and Elder Scrolls Oblivion, except for setting. Yeah, there <laughs> really isn't. Ugh. But um, it, Bethesda is best as a publisher, and they let other people make games. Like, like Doom twenty sixteen yeah. is a great game. And that's because Bethesda had nothing to do with it. <laughs> uh, yes. Correct. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. It's. I. It's kind of good looking. Uh, they did a, surprisingly, their teaser wasn't just a, you know, short little, you, you watch it and it's, it's gone, like the, um, uh, the Castlevania thing. The the Rector Belmont looking over his shoulder. Yeah, it's an actual, like, 15 minute trailer that they go into, like, the story and combat and exploration and, and you can fly your ship around and you can build your ship and build colonies and um yeah and it's got sort of a um what's the other b game borderlands-esque uh vibe to the story and it seems like it has like fallout special systems just thrown in at the start yeah um i do really like what they've done with the um uh skills though they they are actually doing skills in a way that i really appreciate and wish more games would do which is that you get a skill whenever you rank up or level up or whatever same as Uh everyone else but to improve that skill you use the skill oh skill mastery Yes, so you actually use the skill, and for, like, some levels, it's, it's, you have to complete a challenge using the skill in order to do it. But it's, it's not like a lot of games where it's like, I want to get a better version of the skill, so you go to the skill keeper, and then they're like, all right, here, pay me $25, and I'll let you go into this skill, um, booth, so you can do this mini game where you use your skill to get a better, no, it's like, actually, out in the world, you it's have like to do Star things. Ocean style. Like I want a better version of the flame spell, so I go out and I use the flame spell a hundred times, and now I can use it. And and now exactly. my flame spell like shoots out more flames. Like if you want to be better at getting precision hits and and crits on people, then go out and maybe get a hundred crits on people. Like kill people with a hundred headshots. Like, that sort of thing. Or maybe get ten headshots in a row without missing or doing a body shot. And absolutely, more games should have that because it makes no gosh darn sense to be like, well, I want to have heal now. <laughs> like, And now I have the ability to have the heal ske- uh, spell. Oh, uh, you can um, make spaceships? Because I leveled up. Yeah, yeah, you can make spaceships. 
And you can fly the spaceships and shoot them in space combat. Like, of any of the Bethesda games, this is the one I'm most likely to like. Still probably won't buy it. (laughs) I would buy this used. That's, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, once it gets down to $30, I'll buy this. Yeah. Once once uh, Bethesda's fixed maybe a tenth of the bugs in it, which so about ten years in. No, I mean I'm um, assuming I'm assuming the bugs will never get fixed. That's why no, no, I'm no, saying no, no. like thirty dollars is the most I'll spend on this. That's why I'm saying a tenth of the bugs. Like mm-hmm. they usually fix some bugs, just not all of them. It's the like, the ones that th- completely crash the game, they'll fix well, most of those. Sort of correct. Yeah. Most <laughs> of. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, a tenth of the bugs they'll fix, and all the rest of them, they won't. <laughs> um, they never will. So I'll, I'll wait until that point, and then maybe I will. But I just hate their games. I hate all of them. They're such shit. Like, it, it kind of seems... Like, it, it draws a lot of comparisons here to um, No Man's Sky in this article you, you related but yeah reading it i actually get more like mass effect vibes i got a lot of mass effect vibes too um when i i actually watched the 15 minute video or at least 12 minutes of the video and then i scrubbed through the last three um and there there are a lot of visual things reminiscent of no man's sky like I understand that Skyrim and Fallout both have you, like, actually mining for materials at certain points so that you can upgrade things and build your stupid bases, whatever. Um, But uh, in this, it also has mining. It's just you use a mining laser, and it looks exactly like No Man's Sky. Mm. Um, Like, there's a lot of of things that you know they didn't steal the fact that you mine materials to build things from no man's sky they've had that in every single one of their games so far it's just the feel of the game is a lot like no man's sky the the feel of a lot of the creatures and stuff are a lot like no man's sky but also i mean at the end of the day i'll these games have the same scuttling crab creatures. Like, right. <laughs> like, can, can you say No Man's Sky when it comes to the scuttling crab creature or Borderlands or Fallout or Skyrim? Because they all have the exact same scuttling crab alien creatures. Shit, like, Elden <laughs> Ring has giant lobsters and giant yeah. crabs. Yes. <laughs> I mean, so, you know, Starfield is just Elden Ring, but in space, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, a space Dark Souls would be kind of dope. There is a sci-fi Dark Souls, uh, The Surge. I hear The Surge 2 is pretty good. Okay. I've never heard of it. (laughs) Uh, uh, I've heard the first Surge is shit, and then The Surge 2 is, like, fantastic. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) If if the friend I had who is deep into Dark Souls and really good at those games didn't absolutely loathe sci-fi, I would tell them in an instant about this game. But but they do. But yeah, the, the it, it's definitely sci-fi. You're like in power armor. Yeah. 
yeah. No, I I looked it up, and the very first thing reminded me of the Matrix. So, <laughs> def, definitely, yeah, definitely sci-fi. Yeah. But yeah, that's the news. That is the news. It looks interesting. That game. Uh huh. And these are the facts. It's McDonald's Treasure Land Adventure. See, these names are are starting to blend together so much that I, I honestly, I scrolled down and read this, and I was like, didn't isn't this just the facts from last week? Did he forgot to did he forget to fucking plug them in? No, <laughs> no. But no, that was Taco was... Bell's tasty treasure tra- challenge or whatever. Taste, Taco Bell Tasty Temple Challenge, yes. And yeah. Mr. Pip 3D Adventure and Chex Quest. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. McDonald's Treasure Land Adventure is a 2D platformer developed by Treasure and published by Sega for the Genesis. Yeah. Wow, they put they put their own name into the name of their game. How dare they? <laughs> Uh, in McDonald's, it is one of the first two games they made. <laughs> in McDonald's Treasure Land Adventure, you play as the notorious clown himself, Notorious. Oh yeah, Ronald, as he follows a treasure map through four zones, using magic sparkles to defeat enemies and his scarf to grapple hooks in his quest to find the treasure, but not really. I'm sorry, I forgot that Ronald McDonald had a scarf. Yeah, me too. I forgot about uh, Ronald McDonald as much as possible. I mean, I can never forget about Ronald McDonald because he haunts my dreams at night. But <laughs> Also, uh, all of the modern depictions of him don't have a scarf. I see. So maybe I've never even seen a version of Ronald McDonald with a scarf. That's entirely possible, then. It's it's entirely possible, yeah. <laughs> the end of every third stage features a boss that you have to feed your health points to in order to kill it. But when you defeat the final boss on the moon, you refuse their treasure and just ask them to send you home? <laughs> the amount of questioning that in that... Was not written in at all. No. And is entirely warranted. <laughs> Feed your health points? Yes, yeah. So, uh, you start out with three gems that are your health points. And as you get hit by enemies, you lose them. And you can... Uh, as you kill enemies, they'll drop things that once you gather enough of them, they'll give you a gem back. Uh, and you can purchase more gems so that you can have a ma- higher maximum health. But the boss, one of the things you have to do is give them one of your health points. Like you, they they open your mouth, you throw in one of their health point, your one of your health points. They chew on it, and in that time, you can hit them once. What? So, every single boss involves you feeding your health points to the boss in order for you to kill it. This is like... This is like if you... (laughs) Okay, James Bond, right? He's fighting Goldfinger. Yeah. Right? 
And James Bond walks up and he just starts cutting his wrists in front of Goldfinger. <laughs> yeah. And Goldfinger falls over in pain. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It's I guess it's more like you walk up to Goldfinger, you shoot yourself in the foot, and Goldfinger starts monologuing, so you punch him once and then run away. <laughs> And, and then, and then, when you get to an, the next time, you can get up to him and shoot yourself in the other foot, so that he can monologue again, so that you can punch him again and run away. Ugh. This is the best idea for a James Bond movie since Skyfall. But if you shoot him, nothing happens. You you have to shoot yourself so that you can punch him to do damage. <sighs> And then you're on the oh, moon? Why are you on the yeah. moon? Yeah. No, like the each each stage you so you start out with a scrap of a treasure map and it points you towards the next scrap of the treasure map and once you get the third one the last That's not bit how of the treasure, treasure map maps says, work. Go to the moon. And uh so you go to the moon and you crash yourself there and then you find this weird alien base that's very Sonic like like it's got a lot of the same things that are in Sonic the Hedgehog huh and uh yeah and and then you fight the boss and then he's like oh don't take my money and you're like I don't want your money I just want to go home and like oh okay and then you go home he sends you home on a rainbow but I thought we wanted the treasure I thought that was the, yes. that's the point of following you, a treasure map. Yeah, and also it's why you beat the fuck out of three bosses. Right. Like, <laughs> you you fucking murdered a whole bunch of people to get to the moon so that you can go home. Also, interestingly enough, the creator of that treasure map, Frank Sinatra. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. Fly me to Along the way, there are hints on defeating the bosses you can pay other members of the McDonald's Club for with your health again. I read that wrong. Along the way, there are hints on defeating the bosses you can pay other members of the McDonald's Club for with your health again. Yes. There you go. I, my brain still didn't comprehend what was being said, but we can move on. <laughs> there, there are hints that you can get, and the other members of the McDonald's club will give them to you, like Grimace and the Hamburglar. Uh, but in order to get the hints, you have to pay them with your health jewels. Oh, okay. All right, like so you this is boss. like James Bond walks up to Q, and he has to shoot himself through the hand, and then... <laughs> Q hands him he gets a the watch. grappling hook. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He gets him he gets a, a grappling hook belt and then he shoots himself in the other hand and he gives him a wristwatch with laser in it. <laughs> yeah. <Yes. laughs> okay. This may, this is dark for a McDonald's <laughs> game. <laughs> Only because we're making it this dark. <laughs> as well as mini games like Tetris Attack. And a shop that you yourself run and can buy things from yourself for yourself. Uh-huh. You can buy more health for yourself from yourself. <laughs> but only at the shop areas. I'm dying. 
<laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. But and also, so, I love it. Do you smell toast? <laughs> oh, all the time. <laughs> Despite the very McDonald'sness of the game, it's got really nicely designed, high-quality graphics and is really well animated, and the gameplay is actually kind of great, albeit difficult. This isn't surprising because this was made by Treasure at the same time as their breakout title, Gunstar Heroes, which alongside most Treasure products has fantastic graphics and tight gameplay. I have actually heard of Gunstar Heroes. Yeah, it's a fantastic game. It's it's awesome. It's and it's it's genuinely one of the best side-scrolling running guns. And they made that at the um, same time as McDonald's Treasure Land Adventure. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Founded in 1992 by ex-Konami employees, including Ma- Masato Megawa, Treasure approached design differently by not involving the Yakuza. <laughs> not having a formal design structure and instead making their games collaborative across departments and with a clean and perfect fusion between art, design, and programming. Yeah, they they left Konami for the same reason everyone leaves Konami, because Konami sucks. <laughs> and the Yakuza got to be too much of a hassle to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this, this really is an unusual design structure. I mean, <clears throat> they build all their games with just everyone working in the same room and talking to each other about what they would want in the game i mean that's just and, good that's how games yeah. should be made honestly and and like like people going hey i can do this or hey i want to do this i think this would be fun and look good because of you know the way art works how and would this so, work with what you're doing yeah so they design things to look good and they design things to be super clean and tight controls and uh that's that's the reason why gunstar heroes is such a good game are they still around technically so the company has not formally been closed but they have not released a game since like 2014 or so Although, they did re-release one of their games on the Switch since then, but I, yeah, not, they haven't made a new game since, like, 2013, 2014. I see. And anything I would know from them, like... Uh, Ikaruga, Sin and Punishment. Oh, well, that's just the... That's just two, two facts from now. <laughs> I meant anything other than yeah. that stuff down there that I might no, actually I, know. I I put all the things you might actually know. I see. That's how this works. As I uh, unfortunately, I did not know any of those. So okay, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there wasn't even a typical executive system at the start, with Masato Megawa actually programming many of the early games alongside his fellow workers. Megawa always pushed for the next level. With Even in McDonald's Treasure Land Adventure, if you input the right code in the password screen, you can play around with the 3D engine they were working on at the time. This is like 93, 
and they've got a working 3D polygonal engine that allows you to rotate and zoom in and zoom out, and it's very impressive. Also, for a little while, they seem to have just been like a workers' co-op. Yeah. They should, they should have stayed that way. That would have been cool. Prob- <laughs> probably. Although it's hard to do much larger games, which, you know, is I usually know. the goal. I know. But workers' co-ops are cool. <laughs> <laughs> While they were best known for Gunstar Heroes and Ikaruga, they also made the Sin and Punishment series of rail shooters, as well as some Tiny Toons Adventures, Bleach, and Gradius games before mostly disappearing in the mid-2010s. Um, I, th- how long were, was Gradius, like, a series? Oh, let's see, when did Gradius 5 come out? Gradius 5 came out in 2004. Because I, I, like, I associate Gradius with just, like, the SNES. That's what I associate Gradius with. I mean, Gradius 5 came out on the PS2. Jesus. Gradius Arc came out in 2010. Um... And now it's a dead series. Yeah. I mean, the the last time... 2011, there was a pachinko slot, patchy slot. Yeah, that's Um, a dead series. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's Gradius going the Konami route. Uh, We're never making a Silent Hill game again, so here's a pachinko machine. Where Pyramid Head shouts to to hit the hit the lever. Yeah. Uh, while that was all for Treasure's involvement as a corporate shill, the next year Sims developed and Sega published Ronald in the Magical World, a 2D platformer for the Game Gear. Ooh, the Game Gear. Now remember, the Game Gear is basically just the Sega Genesis. On portable. Handheld. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) In Ronald in the Magical World, you play as Ronald again, except this time, instead of following the treasure map, it explodes and a wizard sucks you and all your friends into his magical world. This is the start of Shield Hero. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Ronald McDonald as Naofumi. Uh, that's kind of sad. The uh, English voice actor for Nafumi died three or four days ago. Oh, was that the... Oh. Yeah. That's a bummer. Yeah. I mean, I never listened to it in English. Right. But I did I yeah. did see a few headlines. I can't remember his name, but he was only like 35. Billy Kamitz. Yeah. Yeah. He was he was only in a couple things that I had ever seen him in. Um I saw him in uh Way of the House Husband. He plays a side character. Um, okay. And Agretzico. He he plays another side character in that. Um 
Yeah, I, I watch but, most of my stuff in Japanese, so I probably yeah. Oh yeah, he was the voice actor for Josuke in um, Diamonds Are Unbreakable. Oh, damn! But I mean, that's the English one, and I again. Yeah. <laughs> Still, that's a. Watch... Yeah, it's a big name and it's a big hit. So yeah. So it's, it's sad. Yeah, now I'm bummed out. <laughs> Not the least of which, because you have uh, another fact to read, and it sucks. Because <sighs> despite it's the game in the magical world, <laughs> yeah, despite the game reusing a lot of the graphics and all the same music, as well as a lot of the initial premise, they are very different games by completely different companies. Instead of sparkle dust in your scarf. You get a DuckTales-esque umbrella and the ability to glide. Mini games are more common and less fun. No health trading for bosses and hints. And it's much more straightforward as you go to fight Mr. Joke. The wizard? Yep, that's the wizard's name is Mr. Joke. Mr. Mr. Joke. Yep, like this game. And it's that a fever was dream. just the facts. <laughs> I wish. But, like, genuinely, McDonald's Treasureland Adventure looks like a really fun game. Um, oh, one thing I forgot to mention about Ronald and the Magical World is that uh, it is the first game and the only game, uh, McDonald's game, to actually feature McDonald's products. All the yeah. other ones just have the characters and sometimes you have to collect golden arches but in this one you gain health by eating big eating macs big macs and drinking smoothies or whatever oreo mcflurries thank you <laughs> i've never had one so me neither I don't remember what the fuck it's called okay well now we're all right and now we're at the end <laughs> So you tried, you tried to mess this up. What do you mean? You try. First of all, first of all, you wait until the day we do this to start playing this game. Oh yeah, every time, like the night before or the day of. <laughs> Leaving it for the last second, eh? You're like, how do I do this? Well, the thing is, the thing is, I have. I have a really bad memory, so if I do it, like, a week beforehand, then I'm not going to remember what the fuck I did. Gosh. <laughs> uh, and honestly, on this game, it slips out of my mind like water through a sieve. <laughs> uh, <laughs> then you couldn't even figure out how to insert the save when I gave you step-by-step -step instructions. Listen, I followed those instructions, and that didn't even work. I had to go uh -huh. to where I keep my itch games in, in a folder on my hard drive and move the uh -huh. game to that documents folder. Uh-huh. And only then did it work. Uh-huh. Yeah. And also, I couldn't have that folder inside the game folder. It had to be its own separate folder, and then it worked properly. And I'm uh, like, this doesn't make any sense at all. What is happening? You're, you're a you're a mess. That's what you are. And then then I'm getting things like, 
where did the game tell you to go? I can't figure it out. That's the whole point of the fucking segment. <laughs> but listen, I had spent like, I swear to God, 15 minutes just walking around, trying all the places I thought could lead to somewhere, and nothing. Did you, okay, did you at least do the mini game? Yes. Okay. And I did I did do a lot, actually, I will say. Okay. I eventually okay. found where I was supposed to go, so let's get into that. Okay. So yeah. you, an asshole, left me in front <laughs> left me in front of the wrong minigame. You left me in front of the one you'd already done, and so I had to fucking figure out how to navigate this house with its vague ass staircase fucking graphic that does not look like a staircase at all. <laughs> And, and then figure out that oh oh that's not the end of the screen that's just how the screen connects to things i thought that was just yeah. the wall of a house i was no. like where do i go no but, there's a wall on the right side and then there's no wall on the left side meaning there's no wall on the left side whatever eventually i found the old man i found the old man i paid 50 fucking coins to do the crossbow mini game um, and I failed the first time. I didn't do it in time. But then the second time, I, I got it. Uh, so That's good. Second, second try victory. hey -o. Which is good, because get? otherwise I would have had to go out and, uh, like, farm gold or whatever, and I wasn't going to do that shit. Uh. What did you get for it? I got a heart. Oh, okay. So, got a big it, heart. it upped your, upped your health? Yeah. That's uh, good. And then I wandered around for a while. I found a lighthouse that was locked. Uh, I found a yeah. mine I couldn't get into. I found a building next to the mine that had a pickaxe, but I couldn't get the Ooh. pickaxe. Um, oh. And then I, I found, I tried leaving the town to the west, and a dude was like, "Hey, there's a ghost there. Go talk to the mayor." And I talked to the mayor, and the mayor's just like. Bring me the seal of life, and we can talk again. And I'm like, cool, you're not telling me where that is. Um, See, if you had listened when I told you last time that you were supposed to go to the east to get to the next thing, and so I went to the east already, and then found the minigame when I was right. trying to find the other So thing. you go to the east, right, and the, to the east is the minigame house. Um, yeah. There's... In the first screen past the town, there's a tiny little section to the south that you can enter, and that's the path to the, to where you're actually supposed to go. Um, okay. And, and then I wandered in the woods for like five minutes because there's just no real landmarks. Um, but eventually, I stumbled across the uh, the hollowed out tree that was the next dungeon. Um, okay. And I went through that, and... I so mean, it's a standard Zelda dungeon, isn't it, it? It's a standard Zelda dungeon. I could tell you nothing about it. I could tell you absolutely <laughs> nothing about it, except that it was populated by snakes and crows. Uh, oh. And then there was, a big, there was a big crow boss at the end, and you hit the, the crow three times. And then he flies away, and then three crow enemies come down and attack you, and you clear them out. And then the crow comes back, and you know, you do that like three or four times, and then that's the end of the fight. Okay. Uh, and then I got the Seal of Life! Ooh! 
Um, I don't know what that does. I took it and I went back to the mayor. And the mayor's like, cool, now go to the mines and get me the seal of earth. Okay. Uh, so I went back to that building and now I could talk to them and be like, hey, I'm going into the mines. And they're like, oh, here, have my pickaxe. And there's a lantern upstairs if you can find it. And so I got a pickaxe and the lantern and I went into the mine and I hate that dungeon. And listen, John. John? <laughs> yeah? So I cleared the dungeon, right? I cleared. Okay. So the dungeon, it's super annoying. Some rooms are well lit and everything, and you can just see what's going on. And then some of them, it's like dark, and so the, the lantern has to be uh, one of your usable items. And then you get a tiny little circle around you to, <laughs> to tell you what's happening. Um, and sometimes, sometimes there will be, like, torch holders that you can light, and that'll, like, light up the room, and occasionally, those can go out over time. Sometimes they're just lit forever, but sometimes they go out, and there's no difference between the two, so... <laughs> um, and there's, like, Octorok enemies in here that, uh... When you get near them, they start shooting rocks, and they shoot they shoot a rock in each of the cardinal directions twice. Uh, okay, yeah. Like, like one time, they do it one time, and then another time. Just, just, yeah. Um, so those are ripped from A Link to the Past. Yeah. Uh, like I said, they're just Octoroks. Yeah. Um, and there's bats... And the the pickaxe acts like the sword, except it's a little bit slower. And you would think, oh, well, that's not going to be too big of an issue, except it is because yeah. the <laughs> that little Flying bit things go fast. Yeah, that little bit of delay on the the pickaxe means that you'll be attacking a bat and it'll hit you before you hit it. Uh, yeah. It, it's just really bad. Uh, but I got to the boss room. Now, John, Ooh. you're going to have to fight the boss. Okay. That's because true. because I fought it three times and died. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's because you suck, though. Um, so uh, I, I equipped the shield for the boss. He's a big rock golem, and he has like a... He has two attacks. He has an area of effect attack like all around him like a, a stomping attack or whatever um yeah and then he shoots a bunch of rocks at you and you can block the rocks with the shield you can okay except it seems like sometimes a rock will like th throw your shield out of your hand or something and then you get damaged even though it doesn't make any sense for you to be getting damaged uh huh and you're supposed to like weather the rock attack and then get in close to swipe him before he does the, the ground pound attack. Um, okay. But there's like barely any time between those. So if you're like a second slow, then as you're running away, you'll still get hit by the area of effect. Okay. Yeah. And it does like a full heart of damage. Okay. Yeah. So, good luck with that. 
Yeah. I'll, I'll get it um, probably second try. Okay. Um, I, I will also say you might need to go back out and farm for, like, apples or something. Because mm-hmm. the rocks that were dropping golden apples throughout the dungeon did not respawn when I died. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. I, I think they're I think they're listed the same as the uh, the enemies. The enemies don't respawn, and so the rocks don't respawn. No, they don't. They might respawn if you go out. Of I, th- the th- I think they will respawn if you completely leave the area, but then you'll have to fight through all of the annoying enemies in order to reach the uh, the boss again. Okay, but you do have a map. I, I did get the map, so that's good. Yeah. So I'll know where to go. Yeah. So, good luck with that. Uh, This game is... I mean, like you said, it's a Zelda clone. I would rather be playing Link's Awakening, but this is okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And that was Keeping Accountable. Um, I get to play it next time, which will be in a couple weeks. Uh, what are we doing next week? Um. Well, I doubt you have a topic. Uh, not really. And we're not doing a light novel recap, so that would be media that made us. Okay. Uh, what are we? What are we? Wanna, what are we? What are we? What are we talking about this time? You want to do a book or music or a TV show or a movie? I will say I don't think I have time for a book. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. But anything else is fine. Okay. Because I, I, I but, forgot to mention also that we're, we have to go through the whole process of selling the house again. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm assuming they fell through. Yeah. Two two people fell through. Uh, fantastic. <laughs> Great. Love it. Wasting our time. Yay. Yeah. So movie, music. Show. Show. Although, if we're doing a show, we need to really just, like, pick a couple of episodes or something. Right. Or we would have to give ourselves, like, a month <laughs> yeah. to really to really get, like, a good amount of episodes in to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, which I guess we could do in the future. Yeah. But, but that would be, like, a, we're announcing now that we'll do it in july right (laughs) um let's let's do a movie all right what what movie do you want to talk about i don't know i only have one of them here i mean you can Um, add anything you want at any time yeah but i'd have to think about it and I don't know. I don't really want to watch that movie either. <laughs> Shit. Oh, we could do video games. Okay, if it's like a like a digestible right, so, game, like Yeah. All right, so I suggest either this Oh god. Or no. this and you pick one of the others. Like like this and this. Or What the fuck is that? It's it's a video game site. These are video game sites. 
Oh, I've never heard of any of these. Uh, You've never heard of Congregate or Miniclip? No. What the fuck? Or Fetch Fido? No. What the fuck? Where did you play Flash games growing up? I didn't really. What the fuck? <laughs> All right. Cool. Um, shit. Before it goes away, we're doing Miniclip and... That's a a site that has a bunch of mini games on it. Okay. So pick something comparable. <laughs> the thing is, all the ones from my childhood don't exist anymore. Like like what? Well, like there's the uh, the the Lilo and Stitch like sandwich stacker thing. <laughs> Do you remember that? No. Uh, I, like I never gave a fick about Lilo and Stitch. It was like Experiment um, 627 or some shit. Sandwich uh, Stacker. Six, six, 625 Sandwich Stacker. Yeah. I uh, found it instantly, and uh, it's right there, and you can play it. Okay, then that's mine. You, you just got to do one Flash game? Yeah. Pick a few. Uh... That's the only one I can think of, though. <laughs> That's the only Flash game you played? I didn't really play them. What the fuck? I wasn't a... a listen, by the time I had a computer, I was like a full-ass teenager. So I, I didn't use my computer for Flash games. When I played games, I played my PS2. Um, well, I'm picking, uh, three games, so you should pick three games. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, we're on DisneyGames.com, uh, there's some Zack and Cody games here, what do we got? Uh... I cannot believe that you never played Flash games growing up. Zack and Cody's Tipton Trouble. Is that a game you played? No. Fuck. All right. So you're, you're just you're just doing six two five sandwich stack, and you have to play my three games. Um, Listen, is there a Kim Possible one that maybe I played? Not really. Oh, gosh. All right. So uh, if you want to join us for the media that made us, uh, Wombat uh, apparently never played any Flash games. Do you have a small PlayStation game that you could pick instead? <laughs> My PS2 is in storage. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> You're such a waste of... Listen, I didn't think this is what you were going to pick. I I could not have foreseen you picking Flash games. Dude, Flash games were the future. They They were were not ever. No, they were. Dude, you have no idea because you had your head up your own ass the whole time and never actually played any of them. 
My bad. I was playing Kingdom Hearts two. Yeah, that ever no, playing that one. That is your bad. That absolutely <laughs> is your bad. Why would you ever want to play Kingdom Hearts when Flash games were a thousand times better? They were not. <laughs> they were. You're insane. Ugh. Um. Uh, there's a there's a Flash series that I watched. Okay. Well, which which one is that? Um, it's... I can link it to you in a second. <sighs> shit, he makes, he makes such bad shit now, and I have to fucking comb through it. <laughs> yeah, the, no, that's the, fair. This guy started doing, like, 3D animation, and it's, it's way worse than his 2D. Is this like the guy who did the laser collection? Okay, here we go. So, so for example, this is uh, the fifth episode in that series. It's called Siblings, um, and it's a guy in his bedroom playing Final Fantasy XII, and his two brothers come in, and they start talking shit. Uh, All right, so this is by Bobbert Rob, and Wombat's going to pick three of this shows things okay and we'll do that meanwhile my games are all currently hosted on mini clip although you can probably find them elsewhere and they are uh mother load uh which fantastic game uh starship 11 and uh i'm kind of cheating and saying heli attack 2 and 3 um and i'm going to pick these three. All right. And his are all hosted on Newgrounds, and they are not the Final Fantasy Twelve, Don't Sleep Robbie, and Half Beard. Yep. This is a weird one. But, uh... <laughs> and also, this is really the only thing I ever watched on Newgrounds. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and like Newgrounds, fantastic place to play flash games. Uh, and then you didn't. So yeah, well, because the the person who introduced me, uh, we've talked about this before. Um, the I, I was gifted my first copies of Final Fantasy X and Star Ocean till the end of time in middle school by the same person who I watched this with. At the same time, the same, when I stayed over at his house, we watched this, specifically not the Final Fantasy twelve. we watched that one, and then when I left, he gifted me those two copies, uh, th- those two games, because I had just gotten a PS2. Okay. Yep. Well, um, if you want to follow along, you can do so. Uh, otherwise, next week we'll be talking about these things. I cannot believe you. What the hell? You're going to have to find something to do, because I've got three other websites of games <laughs> that I'm going to bring up in the future. It's okay. And if you wait until I'm in a new house, then I'll have my PS2 available, and I can, I I can grab like cheap-ass PS2 games. I don't know that I want to wait another six months to do these because gosh shut up you a while (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. Well, if uh, it takes that long, I'll fucking rent out my own apartment. <laughs> I'll go get a job again. Get a job. Um. So, what are you looking forward to for next week? Oh shit! What am I looking forward to for next week? Not, not closing on a house because that takes longer than it does. Week. It takes a month. Um. Yeah. Shit! What am I looking forward? To? You know, I might start reading our next light novel this week because I okay. got it. I might I as well because I've ordered mine and I'm looking for something to read. So. I finished my Dracula uh, Dracula manga. And it looks like it might be setting up like uh, cool plot lines that will never go anywhere because this series ended five <laughs> years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of sad. Yep. Um, Alright, well, uh, we've already announced what we're doing next week. Um, oh, yeah, we're, we're playing games again next week, so if you want to join us in our mo- mobile game, we're playing Alchemy Merge. Oh. Oh, we're talking about games next week, and we've already got a mobile game? That's right. Okay, cool. <laughs> yep. Oh, you know what? I'm looking forward to next week telling you about Symphony of War. That's what I'm looking forward to. The Nephilim saga? Yes. Because, John, huh. it's a Fire oh, Emblem no. type game. No! No! <laughs> no! It kind of looks bad. Well, I mean, it's an RPG maker, so. Yeah. But the gameplay is actually really good. Okay. I won't tell you too much about it, but I'm enjoying my time with it. Okay. Well, yep. uh, hey, it would it would be a big boon to us if you could rate us and uh, share this with someone who works in a co-op, workers co-op. Yeah. Share us with all I, the workers co-ops. We're, we're genu- allies. Genuinely, they probably would enjoy us. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Also, you can email us at glowingweekpointpodcast at gmail.com. Uh-huh. Yep. We don't have a website anymore because I don't have a job and I can't pay for it's it. True. So He's poor. Yeah. He needs to find a workers co-op. I would, except the intention of quitting the job was to go to school. So. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Bye.